Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Economical Rice Podcast. I'm your host, Danny. So, in the previous episode of this podcast, I talked about how this channel was going to go through a pivot, right? And focus more on the personal development angle. Well, this is the first step towards that, since 2020 has just begun and we are still clinging on to our New Year's resolutions, I thought I'd share mine and what progress I've been making over the past two weeks. You see, I have long realized that I am not good at social media. I have Facebook and Instagram accounts, sure, but I am more of a lurker and rarely comment or contribute to any meaningful discussions. However, I realized that this cannot persist, main reason being that in the podcasting or content creation space that I have resolved myself into, social media is a key part of the marketing slash branding slash lead generation whatever process. And although I deem myself somewhat capable in producing, writing, researching, editing, and mixing a podcast, all that work will be for naught if no one actually hears it. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? No, because it didn't matter. And I believe the same principle applies to podcasting as well. So, with all that being said, my New Year's resolution is simply, dude, go and get better at social media. And I'll be documenting my progress and the steps that I take within this podcast. Will this actually work? I don't know. Won't this be another giant waste of time? Perhaps. How is this time going to be any different? Ah, but it is different. Because I don't have a full-time job anymore, I can't really use the excuse of, oh, I'm too busy at work to be fiddling my thumbs at Instagram, man. And since I am now a business owner actively looking for more business, I have more stake in the game. In other words, the pot of gold at the end of the social media rainbow is way more real and tangible now than it ever was back when I was working 9 to 5 on a steady paycheck. And so you can bet your ass that I am at least going to get past that sneaky little leprechaun. Let's begin. Okay. So one of the biggest gripes, right, that I've always had with social media was that I never knew what to post. Like, I have friends that can just populate their Insta stories and Facebook and Twitter feeds all day without seemingly a care in the world, but every time I try and post something, my mind just goes blank. It feels forced and unnatural to me. I can't even remember how many times I've missed a picture opportunity from interviews and meetings and meals only to regret them later on. Luckily, right, I recently came across something online that might just help me out with this very problem. A social media calendar. Uh, post ideas for every single day for one full year. That's just, that's just amazing, right? Like the product says, just follow the calendar, commit and post consistently, and I should be pulling in leads and engagements in no time. That sounds 
Sounds awesome, right? Well, in any case, uh, since I wasn't born with the gift of being Mr. Naturally Popular on social media, I figure that this would at least be worth a shot. And at just a one-time payment of $48, not a super expensive shot either. Certainly beats paying for a gym membership. Alright, and so with that, let's get to posting. So I'm starting this on New Year's Day and day one of the calendar is of course to post uh, something about New Year's Day, right? So I took this opportunity to talk about my fears of sharing on social media and trying to get over that. I think it's pretty good. Um, seems a little bit serious, but you know, at least it's raw and authentic, right? Hope that relates. Okay, this is day two and the calendar says to promote yourself. Uh, so I've just put out an episode for Screwed Up Moments plus doing a behind the scenes kind of thing. So that's the day two post. Yeah, it seems. Day four now uh, is asking to post a photo of a quote. I don't really, yeah, I don't really know what to do. Oh, 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 you know what? I came across this quote recently when I was editing an interview. I think uh, that will work just fine. Okay, day five. Talk about a business or personal challenge you're facing. Huh. Well, I already talked about the social media one. Should I just do it again? Um, I don't know, that doesn't feel right. Maybe I'll just, yeah, maybe I'll just jump to something else. Okay, so... After a few days of uh, doing this, um, I gotta say my faith in the social media calendar is actually slowly starting to fade. Um, I am getting a bit more engagements. People are starting to follow the page and people are starting to check it out more often. So that's good. Uh, that, that's something on the plus side. But I am still, I still just find myself struggling and thinking too much about what exactly would work and what wouldn't. You know, it's like you can give me post ideas and stuff, but I still, I don't know, I think I'm spending too much time just thinking about it instead of actually doing anything. And so I thought uh, maybe what I need is to actually go and seek some help and just talk to someone, right? And then luckily for me, I knew who exactly to get in touch with. Hello, Danny. I'm good. Thank you. This is Lauren Ong. It's a little bit tricky to describe what she does exactly, so I'm going to leave that to her. Sometimes I think I'm an octopus. So basically, I actually run my own HR consultancy firm and um, I run a online jobs paper store called kimtua.com. Um, so what else do I do? I actually do search for um, for my clients. So I do executive searches. So it's what people call headhunting. Moreover, Lauren is a client of mine who has a podcast called Hashtag Try Everything that I help to produce and edit. So the Hashtag Try Everything show is actually more of like a collection of stories of people around me. The whole point of starting the show is really to 
document the stories and I, I feel that there are some stories that are not being shared enough. We need to share more stories of the try journeys and the struggles that are not being shared enough. There are people who have simply gone like two to five U-turns in their life and you know it makes them happy that they're on a journey that finds the most happiness for themselves and I think this is something that the whole society, the whole world needs to be on a little bit more. You know, I kind of like that term try journey. In fact, what I'm doing right now is kind of a try journey in itself. Incidentally, however, Lauren, on more than one occasion, has made some very, shall we say, honest remarks about my social media efforts. When, when, when we first met, right, I think you had some comments for me regarding my social media. Um, could, would, mm. would you be kind enough to share what, what they were? Uh, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nah, not exactly that it was non-existent. It was there, but it was just like, you know, there for... It, it was just a shell. It, it looked like a shell. To me at least, Lauren is chatty, exuberant, easy to get along with, and has the social media activity to reflect that as well. And although she might admit that she is no expert at this, I would say that compared to my almost non-existent social media activity, Lauren would probably have the kind of insight and perspective that I'm looking for. To put it in a different way, if anyone has at least an inkling of an idea about how we can improve, Lauren would probably be a pretty good start. I think the feed is about who you are and what people get when they see your feed. I'm not saying that my feed is the best. Uh, I actually sometimes post a lot of junk, but in the end, archiving them because I still like them on my post, but I still want to see them because I shook. Uh. Because it's my post, uh. <laughs> it's my account. Uh. I don't need to account anybody else, you know what I mean? So I see it, I shook, then I post. Uh. Then if I don't like, I archive. Uh. You cannot see it, but I can still see it. In a way, Lauren sees social media, or Instagram in this instance, as an extension of herself and her personality. What and when she wants to post is not dedicated by some grand social media strategy or algorithm conquering method, it's just simply up to her. So yeah, for stories, sometimes it, it really depends on days that I'm busy with client work. Or like if I'm in the client's office, I don't have the time to do it. Uh, then I just am purely silent on <laughs> Instagram stories. Sometimes it's very scary because usually it, there will be a there will be a rim of a purple pink light, right? But sometimes it becomes my profile photo and a plus at the bottom right corner, and I'll be like, "Eh, I never posted anything in twenty four hours." Ah. okay lah, you know, just just do something like you know, like sometimes it's how my friends know that I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and even though this style may appear more flexible and natural, it also inevitably takes into account all the rougher periods in life. Well, there was a period of time uh, when I actually almost shut down my Instagram account because uh, it kind of crashed right into the family tragedy that I have about three years back. So I really felt like there was no reason to post on social media at all. In fact, I switched my profile from a public profile to a private profile. Uh, I perched out a lot of people and I didn't even post. Nonetheless, I wanted to know if Lauren was naturally good at this or if it was something that I could learn and get better at. Oh, I had to learn, I had to learn. Uh, in fact, when stories first came out on Instagram, I was not one of the first adopters. First of all, it eats up a lot of your data. <laughs> so it really <laughs> isn't something that I was very keen on. So the what would be the case is I would be a closet 
stories watcher at home. Yeah, then I would see like a lot of people having a time of their life. Then there was of course this FOMO thing, like the fear of missing out. Like, wow, how come this person, you know, every night go party? How come this person every night go this, go that? It doesn't trigger me, but it makes me feel a little bit left out of my own life. So not exactly a natural at first, but with a growing desire and FOMO to not miss out so much in life. And there was something else as well. I took a long time. I took a long time. In fact, it doesn't come naturally now. So I'm also very afraid of like missing out sometimes. Sometimes like I would forget and like, oh shit, I should have Instagrammed that. Because like I want to keep it. Because at times, right, when I feel really, really down or like, you know, the, the days where I really need the downtime for my own, I would look through my Instagram stories because sometimes it gives me the confidence and it gives me the just just a good, just a good feeling that, you know, that I'm getting somewhere with my life and it's the somewhere is that I'm getting happy. Although it doesn't it doesn't give me like, you know, the entire like energy boost all the way, but it's a small reminder that life is up and down. So like when I'm down, I just use all these like happy snippets of what I managed to capture and, you know, look back on it and say like, hey, you know, it, it was it was really a happy feeling or like, oh, you know, I really miss working with this group of people and, you know, this was what happened back then. It, it really allowed me to relieve the entire moment. This was the perspective that I was looking for, where I used to think that Instagram was mainly a vanity tool to boost your ego, now I'm starting to see it from a different angle, as a sort of quote-unquote better way to capture and relieve your memories. The times you share with your friends, the meals you have with your colleagues, the milestones that you reach through various stages of life. And although this might seem blatantly obvious, to me, I realized that I've always taken it for granted. I figured that my own memory or still pictures or my friend's pictures will work just fine. But I guess that's the other side to what Lauren meant by missing out on life. It's not just getting out of the house to do things, but also capturing those important moments, both big and small. You know, the good thing about it being able to be on archive right now, so after 24 hours, only you can see it, right? So, oh, it's something that I really, really was very happy with because there are some people that I never saw again and there are some people who have moved like really, really far away but I've got stories with them on my archive. So if you ask me if it's natural, no, but if it's something that I want to do consciously, yeah. I mean, especially on like friend gatherings because, you know, as life happens to all of us, as we get older, as we do more try things, as we go on our further try journeys... Um, nobody has got time to do a lot more other things like you know but there was a story that was taken then there was her like for example if she was just sitting there sipping on drinks or something like that and it just you know if, if I look back on that story again it, it gave me the happy feeling and I don't know like you call it endorphins dopamine whatever like you know it, it, it just makes me feel a bit more happy that I've got something to look on back Alright, now that Lauren has given me a more natural way of thinking about social media, what are some practical tips that I can take away and implement to try and fulfill my nearest resolution of dude, go and get better at social media? I think uh, for your feed, if I'm looking right now, right, 
I, I'm not too sure what kind of uh, vibe you want to exude. Or like, okay, maybe let, let's put it down a little bit. If, for example, today you're going to meet a potential buyer and you know that this person is going to look at your social media, what do you want the person to feel? That is a good question. And also why I should probably seek external feedback more often. Uh, just to make things less confusing, we are only referring to the social media pages of the podcast production company that I recently set up, Fable Productions. So I would prefer that prospective buyers come to the page feeling like I am reliable, um, professional, and someone who is personable and easy to work with. So you've gotten a few key points, right? Like reliable and, you know, you want this person to, you know, be, be somewhat of a like positive person to work with, right? So your page is a little bit more to the dark side in terms of colours. Oh boy. That's not good. Because like you've got this dark post of like 2020, how will you be better? I think that one is a good post, but it's just, at, at the profile view, it's just suddenly, you know, very like, ooh, so so loud, out, out of like, you know, because the whole palette looks very dark. If I were a buyer, I would be like, okay, I mean, this this guy definitely looks real like, because he's got uh, photos with his, his uh, guests. Uh, he's got, you know, snips of like the things that he's produced. And yeah, th- those are interesting things. But like, I... Like, he, he's got his own, you know, photo there, first selfie and all, and his name card, which is quite interesting, but, like, you know, does that give me maybe a, a posi- positive? Yes. You know, not, not, not that it's negative, but it doesn't give me, like, a feeling that he's very, he's a very vibrant person, or it doesn't really give me a feeling that he is, it could give me a feeling that he's a bit more serious. Okay, so tip number one, be less serious and use a more amicable color palette. And also because you mentioned in the handle, right, that you are a broadcasting and media production company. So I would like to see behind the scenes production posts. I mean, I don't need to know a step-by-step of how you do things like maybe a short boomerang on like how you edit photos or like, you know, you setting up audio equipment, all these things. I, I I, mean, I think that will be interesting things to see because you mentioned you are a productions company, right? So what exactly does it take to produce these audios that we listen to? Tip number two, show more of what goes on behind the scenes. Those would be things that I think would be interesting. Perhaps you could do some form of like, oh, what, what kind of is your microphone is your favorite microphone? So you, you swear by it. And like, you know, for all your podcasts, you use that microphone only, which is the case, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, so maybe you could do something like that as well. Like, you know, maybe you could you could share like you like to use certain of this equipment um that you swear by and you can I mean not not to market for that product, but like to share why you like to use that is because like you know the audio is really crisp. You know, all these little things, like people if they were also interested in learning how to set up a podcast, I'm I believe those were those would be the things that they really want to know as well. And tip number three talk more about my favorite equipment and why I use them. Alright, um, these all sound feasible and doable, and I cannot wait to put them in practice. Of course, I am realistic that there is no such thing as a magic bullet solution or overnight transformation, but I am quietly optimistic nonetheless. 
And so I think we can end the episode about there. And thank you as always for tuning in and supporting the show. And much thanks to Lauren Ong as well for sharing her insights and her experience on using social media. I will be sharing my results and my outcomes in the next episode or on social media, I guess. Links to those and to Lauren's podcast, hashtag try everything will be in the description. Go check them out. Once again, this has been your host Danny for the Economical Rice Podcast. Where over here, we spend countless hours fidgeting over what to post on Instagram for the sake of personal development. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.